I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. And it's time for the Mark Miller Utah Jazz Post Game Show with your hosts, Jake Scott and the coach, Tim Lacombe. Jazz Post Game, Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz fall tonight to the Chicago Bulls, 114 to 107. Fifth consecutive loss uh, for this Utah Jazz team. Game one of a six game homestand. And, uh, Coach, what a first half for the Jazz. Second half just uh, had a tough time in that third quarter, only scoring 20 points, and then uh, couldn't get a stop and a rebound once again in the fourth quarter. So at, at halftime, the Jazz offensive rating we talked about it was 127. Uh, dropped 14 points to so a 113, and I think a big part of that, um, the Jazz did not get a whole lot done on the offensive glass tonight. That's one area they get points. Um, obviously, the free throw line was a low for them. I think it was probably their – uh, their least amount of points from the line all year, um, that coupled with how bad they shot it. And then, um, you know, the way that Chicago was able to kind of lock that game up in the third and fourth quarter, uh, the Jazz held Chicago to eight free throws in the first half. In the third quarter alone, they shot 11. Wow. So it was just a, you know, it was a grinding type game that kind of slowed down the Jazz rhythm. And they weren't able to get out in the open floor, weren't able to get those things, still shot the ball well, but just didn't get enough uh, you know, didn't get enough freedom and flow. And, man, DeRozan's one of those guys who finished the game with 26 on 9 of 20 shooting, but when you need a bucket, there are a few in the NBA I would bet on more than him to go get you one. And, and he's so so difficult because he can beat you. He's certainly not going to shoot the three, but he's got all of the step-throughs and shot fakes and everything to draw the foul. He can hang in the air, draw contact. Um, but he's a master of the mid-range, and when you're closing a game out, you know, a 15-foot jumper with one of the best to do it, you're probably in good hands. Jazz were led tonight by Lowry Markkinen, who had 32 points on 12 of 18, shooting nine rebounds, but uh, 24 of those 32 came in the first half, and he uh, finished the game with only six misses, but five out of those six came in the second half. And again, I talked at halftime about it would have been really difficult for Chicago to say, hey, we're going to take Lowry out of X. Um, he was getting th- you know, threes in transition. He was driving the ball. He was cutting. Um, you know, Just the way Lowry scores, I think that we mentioned it a bunch, but his ability to score within the flow of offense as opposed to set place is really one of his strengths. All right, down to the media room we go. Let's hear from Coach Will Hardy. That's, that's where the, the game was decided. Um, you know, we know how we need to play um we know how we play when we're playing at our best and we're a good team when we play the way we're supposed to and 
it's just about us doing that for more than 48 minutes. We have times where we're really locked in defensively and physical and rebounding as a team, um, and then we drift away from it for a brief period. And then we have times where we're really moving the ball and our spacing's great, and then we drift away from that for a period. So it's about the group sticking together, um, staying focused on you know what we can control. There are going to be nights you know where free throw shooting is not great. There's going to be times where you turn the ball over at um, you know a tough time, and that's just part of the game. But there is a lot of the game that we do control, um, our approach, our mental focus, and that's what we have to focus on. You know, as we move into this next stretch of home games. Is there something that's derailing that focus? I don't think there's any one thing that's getting in the way. Um, you know, I think we just have to to stick to what we're doing. I think everybody on our team has very good intent. I think everybody wants to win. I think at times when the game gets tough, things aren't going your way, um, you can go into, you know, your default mode. And um, sometimes that's when we play a little bit too much isolation. The ball doesn't move around as much. And, you know, that's natural. So we just have to continue to emphasize the way that we play as a team. Um, we have to continue to emphasize rebounding as a team, which I think for a lot of the game we did well. Um, you know, some of the plays in the first half, Drummond got a couple tips that he got credited for, and we ended up coming up with the rebound. But, um, you know, it just has to be a full 48 minutes of that focus because for our team, you know, especially in those areas, um, we can't drift away from it because we need everybody to be locked in um, in all those areas. Was going with Doak uh, over Walker in those stretches, was that just because Drummond is more of kind of like a traditional big body center? Or? Yeah, I like Doak's physicality. Um, you know, Walker has done a lot of things very well, and I thought in that first, uh, his first run, I thought that Drummond's physicality bothered him a little bit. Um, you know, I thought Doak would give us a good presence. I was actually really happy with how he played. He uh, rebounded well, set good screens. Um, I, I was really happy for Doak. Again, it's not easy having not played much at all this season to be thrown in the middle of that game um, against a team like that. So um, really happy for Doak um, that he stayed ready and performed the way he did. Um, his physicality, I thought, was what we needed at that moment. Did you guys get away from him? You know, some of the stuff that you were doing earlier in the game, you know, in the third quarter, particularly when they made their run and you know, kind of uh, caught you guys a little bit? Yeah, I think, you know, we we are, at least going into tonight, we're the, the best off-ball offense in the NBA. And I thought that in that third quarter, we got away from that a little bit, played a little bit too much pick and roll. Um, the ball got a little bit stagnant. I thought that, um, you know, we really just lacked the necessary energy on both ends of the court. Um, we're at our best when we're flying around on both sides of the ball, um, and I didn't think we had that in that third quarter. Coach, you get an extended homestand here. What's your plan for practice? I know that's been hard to get practice in. Yeah, I mean, we're going to be practicing on these days, um, you know, in between the games. But our main focus right now is getting our legs back underneath us, everybody getting to, you know, get some sleep, get some recovery with our medical team um it's uh it's great that we're not leaving on a plane tomorrow which has been kind of the feeling here lately that we play a home game and then we're right on to a plane so 
I think it'll be nice for everybody to wake up tomorrow and just be able to come to the gym um, without a bag packed. What do you say about Lowry's game today? Uh, Lowry was was very good, um, especially in the first half. I think, you know, because we play an equal opportunity style when we're flowing up and down, I think that's an area where, as a team, we have to do a better job of recognizing when somebody really has it going. Um, he's drawing a lot of attention from defenses now. That hasn't slowed his production that much. Um, but I think, you know, he's a really good player, very versatile. But I really do think that there are moments of the game where it feels like we forget that he has 30 points. Um, I love when we move the ball around. I love that everybody is aggressive, but I do think there's moments where we can recognize the hot hand a little bit better. Um, but overall, I think Lowry did a great job, um, you know, mixing up his game. Obviously, his three ball was falling tonight, which uh, made it all seem good. Earlier in the season, you said that you you never were going to get mad at someone for missing their free throws, mm -hmm. but I think under 40% is... Right at 40. Right at 40? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll ask him, but I don't think that any of them were trying to miss. That's so it's fair. hard to, I don't really know what I would say, yeah. you know. Damn it, you should make them. You know? that. <laughs> that, that seems like it would just be uh, wasted time for myself and the players. Um, they work on free throws a lot. It's pretty... Uh, you know, we've had a couple of these games this year where it's not bad, it's like way bad. Um, that's just, that's life in basketball, I guess. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I trust that all of our guys are walking up to the free throw line with the intent to make them. Kalen's had a couple of over five, one for five kind of nights in the last few. And I'm just kind of curious if you've seen him through, you know, whatever uh, with, good games compared to bad games with him or you know what are you telling him at this time yeah I think you know Taylor's in a tough role coming off the bench um, as a, a primary ball handler um, you know I think recently his shot distribution has gone more towards three balls and less towards attacking um, I think Taylor's at his best when he's attacking the paint for himself or for his teammates um, I think his threes are sort of like the icing on the cake um, I'm not saying that he's not a good shooter. He's shown that he can make threes, but we have plenty of other guys on our team whose identity is a little bit more three-point shooting, and I think Talon needs to you know, continue to, to use his strengths um, of attacking the paint first, and then the threes are kind of the secondary part of it. Um, that's something that stands out to me. Um, for the most part, I think the three balls that he's taken have been pretty good. Um, he's been pretty open, and he's just missed, but... Um, he has a real gift to get the get to the basket, get get himself in the paint. Um, I thought when he was, you know, he had those four or five really good games in a row. I thought that his his first instinct was to attack uh, the paint, and I think he's gotten away from that just a little bit. But you know, that could also be partly just the moments of the game that he's in and who he's playing with and the situations that he ends up with the ball. Um, so I'll watch the film tonight and see if there's anything I can do to help him, you know, put him in some better spots so he can use his uh, his gifts. We've talked about all three of these guys, Nikhil, Talon, Colin, a lot since Mike went out. And I know that obviously you don't want Mike hurt, but is it a silver lining that you're able to kind of experiment a little with them and get them more opportunities so you know 
what you have later on? Absolutely. I think there's the hardest part at this level is that you have 15 pro basketball players on your team and not all of them can play. They're all good players. They all, I mean, they wouldn't be here if they weren't. And so, you know, moments of the season where you have injuries, um, it gives you an opportunity to see other guys. It gives them an opportunity to show kind of what they've got and what they can bring to the table. So, um, I, like, I don't mean this in a bad way. I haven't thought about Mike once in the last three or four days. It's just this is who we have, and it's about this group right now. Um, and I think all three of those guys have had good moments and tough moments. Um, they're all still so young in their careers. Like, they have so far to go. Um, the, the ceilings on them, you know, we're not, we're not sure what they are yet, but I think it's uh, – it's been great to get to see all of them play extended minutes. Um, it's very hard to play basketball in really short stretches. You get three and a half minutes, and by the time you start sweating, you get subbed out. Um, so I think it's been great to, to see all of them kind of get into the flow of the game a little bit. Um, and they all have stuff that they can bring to the table for us. Good. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks guys. All right, there you go, Jazz head coach Will Hardy as the Jazz drop one to the Bulls tonight, 114-2107. With that, we will say good night to our network stations. For those of you sticking around with us, we'll have some sound from the players. We'll get Coach Lacombe's thoughts on this one as well. Uh, our next broadcast is coming your way on Wednesday night. The Clippers will be in Salt Lake. That game will tip off at 7 o'clock. You are listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. Final horn has sounded. That'll do it. And it's time for the Mark Miller Utah Jazz Post Game Show with your hosts, Jake Scott and the coach, Tim Lacombe. Jazz Post Game, Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. Post Game is brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru. And the My Subaru Is campaign, real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Jazz fall to the Bulls tonight, 114-107. to We'll get more player sound coming up here in a minute. Quick shout-out to my nephew, Zayden, who is listening. And, Zayden, yeah. you have uh, school tomorrow, so you know can't stay up much later, bud. But thanks for uh, tuning in and listening. Uh, again, the Jazz lose to the Bulls, 114-107. Coach Lacombe, uh, Jazz got 32 points from Lowry Markinen on 12 of 18, shooting nine boards. Thought it was interesting. We heard from Coach Hardy there in the last segment. He uh, had a – I don't want to say criticize his team, but I guess a criticism uh, saying they need – feed the hot hand a little more. Sounded like he would like to see uh, Lowry a little bit more involved there in the second half. I think it's just an awareness, you know, when the guys got it going. Um, and certainly the way the Jazz play, um, you know, everybody's trying to break the defense down and the ball moves. Um, but in that regard, I thought he I, I thought he had a special look in his eye tonight, and I think the whole Bulls thing, right, was yeah. important to him. So um, an opportunity... That, you know they'll learn from, but uh, Markinen was phenomenal offensively. Seven threes tonight, eleven attempts, just uh, phenomenal. He also grabbed nine boards uh, uh, as the Jazz team rebounding continues to be a topic of uh, conversation. In fact, uh, tonight Lowry is our master of the glass. Brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass. Proud to present this year's Master of the Glass Rebound Program at the end of the regular season. Safe Light will donate five dollars to a charitable organization for each rebound secured by this year's team 
rebound leader. As I mentioned, Lowry with uh, nine. The Jazz as a whole were out rebounded fifty to forty. Uh, excuse me, fifty to forty-five, and then thirteen to nine on the offensive glass. And once again, uh, the Bulls timely offensive uh, rebounds in the fourth quarter, particularly coming from Vucevic. Yeah, both both things that we talked about that had to go right for the Jazz kind of all broke down at once. The Jazz were really good with the ball in the first half. Um, get through and get to that fourth quarter, three straight turnovers that go right for baskets. You know, so that starts to break, and then the offensive rebounding uh, issue happens again. Chicago offensive rebound thirty percent of their own misses tonight, which would put them. You know that that would be in the top quarter of the league if you're able to do that on a nightly basis. So, um, something that the Jazz obviously have to focus on. I thought it was better in stretches, like Coach said, and then things break apart. We mentioned uh, De- uh, Demar Derozan had 26 tonight to lead the Bulls, nine of 20 shooting. He had six assists and three boards. Uh, Zach Levine tonight with 20 points, five assists, and six boards. Uh, uh, Vucevic, 16 points, 10 rebounds, four of those coming on the offensive side. Andre Drummond had 10 points and 10 rebounds in just 14 minutes off the bench, as uh, Locke pointed out quite a bit uh, during the broadcast. Still uh, an elite rebounder, Drummond, who's bounced around a little bit, but he's still got that skill that has probably kept him in the leagues uh, this long. Boardman gets paid. I've heard that somewhere. I have heard um, that somewhere. But you see the role he plays. It's it's real. Um, they're they're a great offensive rebounding team, and if you got a guy that can go in and make you know threes, uh, that's one weapon. But this guy goes in and just really kind of boat races the front of the rim and makes everybody else a little bit uncomfortable. And he he serves a great purpose for the Bulls. I loved Coach Hardy's answer. When he was asked about the free throws, and the Jazz did not shoot the free th- uh, free throws well tonight, six of fifteen, just forty percent. But he said, "I'll check with them, but I'm pretty sure none of them missed them on purpose. So I don't know what else to say. Make them." I I thought that was uh, that was I thought, awesome. I thought that was pretty funny. I have been there. Um, you know, you you can only imagine the the advice that we would get anywhere we went when our guys weren't shooting free throws well, because everybody had just that golden nugget. You know, yeah, it's something that you'd never heard before, I'm sure. Um, but it was in the grocery store. It uh-huh. was always in church. I mean, you know, the hymn's about to start and a guy taps me. Uh, remind me, we need to talk about so-and-so's free throws after Make church. Free throws. Uh, I've got a, a foolproof system. You know, no, like- it, hey, free throws are like anything else. Uh, you know, you're going to have nights where just it, almost momentum. You see a couple guys miss, you grip when you go up there and – you know, it gets tight, and then you get a guy who can't really shoot free throws, gets up there a couple times and doke and misses. So it's just, it's those are rare things. This team has been a great free throw shooting team this year. Uh, yeah, they just were not uh, tonight. As you mentioned, Doke was 0 for 4. Jared Vanderbilt was 0 for 2. Uh, let's see here. Then a couple of 1 for 2s with Lowry and Jordan Clarkson. Uh, Olenek was 2 for 3, Sexton 2 for 2. So... Uh, just not a great night uh, at the line for the Jazz, but they didn't take a whole lot of foul shots. Uh, the Bulls were 22 of 25. Yeah, and you know that was part of something that was going well for the Jazz, too. They they held the Bulls to only eight free throws at half, um, and then just another area. So all those things obviously tied together. Uh, one of the best free throw shooters I have ever seen in my life, a guy named Brian Santiago, uh, associate AD at BYU. Yeah, I was going to say I know that game. I think he had some good or know that name. I think he had some good seats tonight too. Yeah, he was he was close, uh, but I also saw 
uh, another group of celebrities, the Whitings. Uh, right. Amber Whiting, the head coach of BYU Women. So I think they may be in our listening range. Hello to you four. All right. Uh, by the way, the uh, Chick-fil-A foul shot promotion was activated tonight. Uh, those in attendance in tonight's game receive free chicken if they claim their reward on the Chick-fil-A app before they left the arena. So if it's a little late for you, remember that in the next game. I would imagine you have bigger pieces of fish, uh, chicken to fry dealing with nice. the roads yeah. out there right now. Yeah, be safe out there. Take it easy. Let Coach and I... Uh, Talk you home here on the uh, on the post game. Jazz fall tonight, one fourteen to one oh seven to the Bulls. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. My Subaru Is dot com. Awesome player sound coming up for you next. You're listening to Utah Jazz basketball. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Running hook, blocked it! The final box score is printed. Jake Scott and the coach Tim Lacombe are breaking down how it all happened on the Mark Miller Utah Jazz postgame show. Oh my! Jazz postgame, Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. We'll hopefully get you some sound from the players coming up here uh, shortly, so stay tuned for that. But the Jazz drop another tough one. Uh, Coach, this is their fifth consecutive loss, and I know uh, they've got some uh, home games coming up, which, of course, is a good thing, and Coach talked about that, uh, you know, being able to practice and not having to bring a bag to practice and all those sorts of things. But the schedule is not easy, maybe at home, but – L.A. on Wednesday, Indiana Friday, Portland Saturday, Golden State Wednesday, and then Minnesota Friday. So those are all games against good teams. Yeah, you have to put your chin strap on tight for every one of those. And we saw, I mean, the Bulls, uh, they play a unique style. But, um, you know, some of those teams you talk about, we've already seen the Clippers a couple of times. Um, You know, Portland, Jeremy Grant's got it going great. Um, it's it's going to be a, a tough stretch of games, but you know the the only way through is through, and um, there are lessons that I think the guys are learning. Uh, it's interesting to me because they are they're right there in all these games. Yeah, they're not blowouts by any means. But it, but it's interesting because it, it, to me, what are they missing? Like they're missing the ability to finish. What who typically finishes? You know, your star. Uh, none of these guys have necessarily been in that spot. So, uh, you know, that and then kind of everybody's a little bit off kilter without Mike. So uh, I think there's a combination of that. But I think that that's something to to consider that we're getting, you know, these these games are all right there. They're within a couple possessions uh, with a couple minutes. Uh, so it's just a, a, a try to figure out a way to compete better throughout the game um, on certain aspects and then be able to finish at the end. And, of course, they're going to miss a player like Rudy Gobert in a variety of ways. Rudy's a really great player. But down the stretch, the ability to get a stop and then clear with a rebound 
is is an issue. It's been an issue for the last couple of games. I mean, more so against Phoenix than I would say tonight, but still an issue tonight. Well, and now obviously it's a thing. We we saw the ripple effect of when teams started to really push it back on the Jazz in transition, or when they started to kind of pressure them. Um, now the kind of the book on the Jazz is put a couple of big bodies and like the play there at the end, Linux got a guy blocked out, but. To Coach Hardy's point, all five guys really need to be in the purple. You know, everybody's got to have a shoe in the paint. And as that ball comes down, you almost have to go double-team that big guy. And you just have to outnumber them on the glass. That's that's what it's going to be consistently. I mean, we to go back two post games ago. The Jazz, uh, Coach Hardy said, the Jazz just don't have an 18, <laughs> a guy who's capable of going out there and grabbing 18 boards. And it's... It's going to be an issue, and I know Vucevic, you know, you look at his uh, numbers tonight, 16, and uh, what did he end up with, 9 rebounds, 16 and 9? I mean, not dominant, but had some key buckets and gave the Jazz fits at times. I just think those skilled bigs are, are going to give them going to give them trouble. Yeah, and, and so it's something, as a team, they've got to work on. They'll use their practice sessions on, I'm sure, the things that are a little bit hot right now. Um, there's There's a... A balance to that too because you want to be rested and you want to be able to be fresh for the game so something that uh obviously the nba season you, you juggle all that but so many positive signs um with a young team that there wasn't a whole lot of expectation all of a sudden you know everybody started to think grand uh but i think the jazz are still in the same process they were they've just lost a bunch of games in a row here um got to get mike back obviously and then kind of shore up some of these areas yeah. that are their problems. And and honestly, and I've said this a few times and I hope it doesn't come out too negative, but the, you know, the Jazz were never the best team in the Western no. Conference. And and when the record reflected that, I mean, they play hard. Uh they've got you know, a good top-end guy in Larry Markin and they're deeper I think than we all expected, but they're not you know, they're not the contending team we've seen over the past couple of years. And I don't think they ever were that, but I think they're going to give every team that comes into this building all they can handle. And maybe they come up with uh, more wins than we expected, but this is still a team that is going to be all about growth this year. Yeah. The growth development, um, being able to get better at things you don't do well, as simple as that. Uh, and we've seen that already, like Sexton's making a, a couple of plays here and there, you know, that he maybe wasn't seeing early on. So I see growth, and growth isn't always, you know, on a straight line. I think um, there's going to be bumps in this season, but uh, I, I like the spirit in the fight. Sexton tonight, 17 points on 7 of 11, shooting 1 of 2 from 3, had 6 assists, 4 rebounds. Did have a few turnovers, had had 3 turnovers, but his energy is 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 excellent, is off the charts. Again, I don't know. I like the nickname Bull. I don't know about Young Bull. But I like the nickname Bull, and it seems to fit because he's he's got that energy, and even though he's a little bit on the shorter side, has no problem getting into the lane and causing trouble. And his number, you know, that assist number six tonight. Um, you know, everybody's going to miss a couple plays here and there, and and so you, you can't fully, you know, lock into plays where he misses somebody. I think you have to look at what he's doing, um, and and it's a lot. You know, being able to get four rebounds, maybe. You challenge him, hey, we got to get five, six, seven out of you. Um, you can go down there and compete, knock balls away, be really feisty. Um, but give him, you know, some credit for for growth. Um, the other piece is, you know, I think the, the master of the glass this year, the number one 
rebounder. I, uh, Vanderbilt had 14 boards in a game, and I remember last year every game, 17, Rudy, 16, 18. Oh, man. You know, then the nights where you'd call 20 and he'd hit 20. Um, but that is a, a big piece. The Jazz have to rebound by committee. And we'll see. It'll be a big key to their success, particularly in the fourth quarter, I would guess, as they're trying to get stops. And, you know, the Jazz are going to play in a ton of close games. Just the way that they play, I don't see, you know, Coach, I don't think they'll get blown out much this year just because they're going to play hard and they're going to pour it all on out there. And they have their flaws, like all NBA teams, frankly. And I think you bring up a good one about the fourth quarter, and that's usually when you turn things over to the kind of the top-end talent. And Lowry Markin has been terrific but is not, well, certainly not accustomed to being a number one on an NBA team and has some improving to do of his own. I'm sure he would admit that. And so – you know, maybe that will be part of the growth that we see this year is that fourth quarter execution and, and doing it when it matters the most. Um, another guy I want to call out in terms of a great, like typically you'd look at Jordan Clarkson line, you'd say three for 15 and one for eight. Oh, man, Clarkson probably had a tough night. He did from the shooting the ball. But how about six rebounds and nine assists for Jordan Clarkson? You know, finding ways to try to impact the game. Um and make the right play. Another guy, again, growth, and really like to see that. Well, it. Uh, all right, we'll get some. Uh, we'll get some players hopefully uh, coming up soon. Not not sure what the delay, but Jamil just giving us a little update. So if you're hanging out for some player post game, it is coming. Uh, we assure you, we will. Uh, we'll get to that soon. But Jordan Clarkson, the evolution of his game, and, and maybe we're a little broken recordy on this. It feels like we talk about this a lot in the post game, but. I think it's great. I think it's amazing that that guy is rounding it out, playing a different role on this team. And by the way, he was pretty good at the role that he played on previous Jazz teams. I like it that he's obviously risen to the challenge of of what the coaches want him to do on this particular version of the Utah Jazz. Team 49 needs Jordan Clarkson to be a playmaker. Yeah, and you know, if you would have said he was 3 for 15 on last year's team, um, you know, people, what, what did he do while he was out there then? And, but be able to hit all these other, you know, be able to put numbers in these other boxes that are meaningful. And the Jazz are still, because of that, they're still competitive, right? They're still right. a couple of possessions away at the end of the game, you know, coming down the stretch. And Jordan's, uh, um, he has a turnover or two that you'll see, you know, as he's growing into this role where maybe you think, uh, uh, I don't want to use the word sloppy again. I'm not trying to be too negative, but, you know, a turnover or two that raises an eyebrow, but I think it's all part of the it's all part of his evolution as a player. I, I think it's great. I don't think you can say enough about Jordan Clarkson and what he's done so far this season. And honestly, I look forward to how it evolves even more. I mean, last year he was two point five. The year before, two point five assists. He's on right now. He's four point seven a game, and and that number is growing each you know each time I look at it. All right, down to the media room. Let's hear from Lowry Markkinen. Mahtavasti ja selvästi, selvästi olikin tosi hyvä fiilis, mutta sitten joukkue häviää. Can I answer in Finnish? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yes, sure. <laughs> Everybody's expecting first. it. <laughs> no siis ei, tuntuu, tuntuuhan se ihan hyvältä, että menee välillä pallokoreinkin, mutta ei, ei se oikein auta, jos ei voiteta. Niin, mutta pitää tehdä muita asioita samalla paremmin ja pysyä aika siltä, en pysy. Yrittäisi saada voittaa, mutta lähes tuntuu hyvältä mehän muutoin menemme sisään. Oliko sulla yhtään lisälatausta, koska oli 
Bulls vastassa. Sä oot aiemminkin, tai siis viime kaudella, pelannut niitä vastaan hyvin. Joo, ei se. Totta kai se on, se on kiva nähdä kavereita ja mä haluaisin tietysti pieni lataa sitten. Haluan näyttää niille ja pelata hyvin, mutta ei se, ei se silleen. Niin, pitää pelata kovaa joka pelissä kuitenkin, mutta totta kai yrittää, yrittää saada voitettua vanha joukkoja, mutta ei ole nyt Miten paljon sä oot odottanut tätä kaiken vierasreissurasituksen keskellä tätä kotimatsien sarjaa, joka nyt tästä alkaa? Ja mitä, mitä meinaat tehdä tässä, kun saa pysyä kotona? No, yrittää voittaa näitä pelejä. Tuota, tuntuu hyvältä saada kotiyleisön meidän taakse taas. Ja näin, ollut pitkään reissussa ja tuntuu hyvältä, että päästään kotiin pelaamaan, mutta... mutta Tuntuu vähän odotunut kuomassa sängyssä taas, mutta yritetään päästä voittojen tielle takaisin, se on meidän pääpistettä. Kiitos. Hey Lauri. Hey. How you doing? Good. What, uh, what do you think, I'm, I'm sure you've been asked this more than a few times, what do you think's kind of clicked for you this year since last time the Chicago people were able to lay eyes on you on a daily basis and, and, and see where you were in that, you know, that 21-2021 season that obviously was difficult for you? Yeah, I think, I mean, I've gotten better as a player, uh, grown to be more mature, I think, just see things differently on the court, see different coverages and get that experience, so I think I'm, I'm a better basketball player now than I was a couple years ago, but I think just everything clicking, I think we got, not saying it wasn't in Chicago, but just, right. like, just, just the style of play and staff and uh, I think guys are buying in into it and uh, obviously we need to get back on track uh, we've been lo- losing lately together what, what's the film what we were able to do when we were successful but I think guys are buying into our system and playing on some basketball and it's clicking. Do you think they gave up on you too early and didn't let it kind of play out for what you could become or what Chicago in Chicago yeah no I don't think so I think it just Of course, you want to you want to stay with one team. Uh, I, I guess that's the goal to be with one team your whole career, but it very rarely happens in today's NBA. And just I don't think it was was meant to be at that time. Uh, just so I'm not not looking back at that or have any hard feelings like that. Just uh, I gave it my all when I was there and. Uh, Just, like I said, I'm a better person and a better basketball player now. So. I was kind of looking at a list of your top 10 games that you've played in your career, just kind of points-wise, right? And they're all, like, all 10 are in 2018 in your second year or in 2022 this year. Are there connecting lines between what's been a good situation for you in those two years or why do you think that is? I mean, I've said this year as well, uh, just play free, freely and play to your strengths, I think I was, back when I was having those good games, I think it was just a lot of rebounding, pushing in transition and uh, playing in open open court and we're doing a lot of that here too. And just, like I talked about, guys moving off the ball, sharing the ball, I think that's a big, big thing. So I've had, I had some good games back then and I'm just trying to build those up right now, so. Tonight, what do you think happened in the second half? Uh, just 
just execution on our part on offense. I think we had, we didn't have that great of a spacing that led to turnovers. Um, they got to run out of transition on those. <clears throat> just being emphasizing the rebound, the ball, and uh, getting back transition is what we still got to work on the, that stuff. So when they did miss, they got some timely offensive rebounds and what they scored on. So offensively, it's just execution and turnovers and which go kind of hand in hand, I guess. But then defensively, rebounding and back. When you when you say spacing, like. Tell me what's wrong. Is it too many guys in the paint? Like what? What are you? What's kind of missing? Mm, just guys being in the right spots when we run plays. I think for me, some there was a couple times that we were trying to run a play, and then maybe all the guys weren't on the same page, and then I was in the wrong spot, and when they were running the other play, and just communication and uh, knowing being on the same page at all times. Like we did a good job of it, most majority of the game, but then there was times that we didn't. Like, Execute the uh, play we had we had in mind, and then we had like Kelly popping to the three with Busu was closing out on him, and we think he had has the ability to shoot the ball or take the close out. But then we ended up having all three guys right in front of our bench, like on that side of the court, so he didn't have any room to operate. So we just gotta be on be the full 48 minutes being on the same page and we'll get there and we just got to put the work in. Obviously Mike being out has hurt some things. Um, do you think though that it will ultimately help you guys to have this experience without him? Yeah, like we've been talking about the next man up mentality. I think just the guys that didn't have a chance earlier in the year, they're getting more reps in now and I, I know that's going to help, help in the long run, but of course it's tough to have it see him being on the sidelines, but we definitely need him back. But but like you said, it's going to be good for us just getting all the guys different, all the reps we need and uh, different lineups that we might end up needing at the end of the year. So I'm sure we can learn from this experience as well. All right. All right, there you go, Lowry Markinen, and uh, he finished uh, tonight, let's see, with a line, 32 points, 12 of 18, shooting 7-11 from three, nine rebounds as well as the Jazz fall tonight to the Bulls, 114 to 107. Postgame is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Wiz campaign, Real Stories from Real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruWiz.com. We're hoping for more player sound coming up right around the corner. We'll get more thoughts from Coach Lacombe as well. You're listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. Wow! The outcome is in the books. Let's get to the reaction. Hear from the coaches, the players, as well as the coach, Tim Lacombe. It's the Mark Miller Utah Jazz Postgame Show. Here's Jake Scott. Jazz Postgame brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories for real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Your final tonight, the Jazz fall to the Bulls, 114 to 107. Uh, what are your thoughts on this uh, Bulls team here, Coach, and uh, their prospects going forward in the Eastern Conference? This was, as Booner pointed out, their first win against a Western Conference team, but they have beat Boston and Milwaukee and now the Jazz uh, in their last four games. 
Yeah, we've seen fast starts from teams that kind of fizzle out. We've seen slow starts uh, from teams that are end up being really good. I think the personnel on this team is really good. I think their style of play is pretty tenacious. Um, I do believe they miss ball. Uh, you know, he's, an, he's a guy that I think could really help um, get them more playing in pace. Uh, right now they're just going to kind of uh, grind you to death, and I think he brings an element where they can maybe get out in the open floor and be a little more explosive. But I, I like their team. I like their big guys. I like their Patrick Williams is, is a great player. I really like him. Um, and then I feel like in, in Levine – you know, any one night, Levine or DeRozan could go crazy. So I, I think they have a lot of unique weapons. Well, those two and Vucevic, who's been an all-star yeah. and was so great in Orlando, I mean, it seems like they have plenty of firepower. I wonder, you know, if they'll have enough defensively to really make some waves. And, and the depth, I'm not sure if you're relying on Goran Dragic or Andre Drummond anymore. I'm not sure how deep you are, but I love Alex Caruso. They'll make the playoffs, yeah. I mean, I think so. I think they'll make the playoffs. I, I don't. I think all bets are off at that point, but that is a team I think will make the playoffs. I'll book it. And Billy Billy Donovan. You need to get a like a sound effect when I say book it and it just goes just something just yeah. just throwing that work out that there. Out. Yeah, just yeah. put that on your to do list, Jamil. Throwing it out there. We need a, a book it <laughs> uh, a book it sounder. Uh as for the Jazz, um, you know, five losses in a row. I think a, a lot of fans out there are kind of asking the question that they've been asking, you know, all season long, uh, who is this Jazz team really? I think you're actually seeing who this Jazz team is. You know, not the best team in the league, but they're going to they're going to fight it out every single night and they have some flaws that are going to be really difficult to overcome. You know, they're not the biggest team in the world. They're not the best rebounding team in the world. They're going to have trouble uh, uh, defending the rim. Chicago was awesome at getting to the rim tonight. I don't think that's a coincidence. But they're not getting blown out of these games, and they're in these games up until the end. They've just got to figure out a way to uh, to overcome some of that. Uh, Hold that thought, Coach. Let's go back down to the media room. Time to hear from Kelly Olenek. In that second half, then what was happening in the first? That's a good question. Um, I think uh, they played well in the second half. Um, you know, they made some shots, got some key offensive rebounds, some, some key turnovers that they break to points. Um, um, we had some good shots. We didn't make make some. I think I don't know what our percentages were by half, but maybe we shot the better, ball better in the first half. I don't know. Um, and then. You know, obviously we missed a few free throws as well um, down the stretch. Could have helped, and uh, they capitalized. That sequence, you turn the ball over, Sexton gets the clear path foul, and then there's another turnover. Yeah. Is that tough to come back from a moment where... I mean, yeah, I mean, it was a bad turnover by me. Um, That is clear path. Obviously, it's two and the ball, and now it goes from whatever it was, three, four... Turn it over again, and now it's ten. And then uh, now you got a real climb, uphill climb. What have you guys talked about amongst yourselves finishing games? Just you know, this five-game stretch right here. Uh, yeah, I mean, when obviously when things aren't going well, um, you know, it's human nature to kind of you know, try and do more and you know, try and do it yourself a little bit. I mean, just what was you know so good for us during the beginning of the year when we were winning is. And we were just playing so well together, moving the ball, trusting each other, trusting um, you know the calls, the plays, um, 
trust each other both ends of the floor and then stepping up and making plays when they had to be made. And um, I think we'll, we'll get back to that. But it's just, you know, it's tough to, in a, you know, a, you know, when you're under a, micro, a, a microscope, a magnifying glass, um, you know, and stuff's not going well for a few games in a row. Um, you know, you got to just trust and, you know, rely on each other and make the right plays and um, know that your, your teammate will pick you up. Has, has some of this losing streak come down to, because a lot of these games are one and two possession games. Yeah. Stretch, so has it come down to little subtle things that you guys have been doing earlier in the season that you haven't been doing? Yeah, I mean, you know, it comes down to, you know, plays. Because, you know, a lot of the end of the game is momentum. <laughs> You know, uh, you know, a made shot here, a defensive rebound here, a stop here, um, you know, a bucket, you know, whatever it is, you know, you know, like a call can go your way sometimes or doesn't go your way sometimes because your momentum. Um, you know, there's a lot of like minute things in a game that, you know, if it goes the other way, you never know, you know, what'll happen, you know, especially in these tight ones um, that are possession games down the stretch. You guys have lost three of the last four in Salt Lake, but they've kind of been weird one-offs instead of a long stretch like you have now. So what advantage does that have, just having, you know, six straight at home? And eight yeah, I mean, you get to sleep in your own bed. You know, you know we don't go to the airport right now and fly out and, you know, check in, check out, bus here, bus there. Um, you can kind of get into a little rhythm, a little routine, um, get some rest, you know, recharge, and, you know, come out in front of our home fans and um, you know, enjoy Utah. All right, that is uh, Kelly Olenek tonight. uh, Olenek coach, 23 points, 8 of 13, shooting 5 of 10 from 3, 4 boards, 4 assists, also added uh, a couple of block shots. Yeah, you know, Kelly, as I think about the two guys that talked, I mean, when's the last time a 4 and a 5? Kelly hit 5 threes tonight and Markin hit 7. So between the two of them, 12 threes. And, And it's really why this Jazz team, when they're functioning, is really good. They can, they can, uh, you know, they can space the floor. Truly space the floor, and they're the defender. The, the bigs have to to honor these guys shooting the ball. I think the hard part is on the defensive side. They're not as, you know, good in ball screen, and um, so it's it's kind of tough. You, you've got great offensive weapons that aren't as good on the defensive side, and it's just something you got to continue to work with. Jazz from three tonight, we're 19 of 49, 38.8%, but I would say your winning percentage making 19 threes is probably pretty high. Oh, you would think so. Yeah, for sure. Um, but where, you know, the stuff that doesn't stand, they didn't get to the line, uh, they gave up a bunch of offensive rebounds, those things kind of neutralize, you know, by by those points that the Bulls got in those regard in those areas. The Jazz did have 30 assists on 41 made field goals, which I love, absolutely love. Um the the def, the offense isn't the issue. I mean, the offense is good. And you know, I think sometimes the offense gets bogged down. It's a couple of those plays, those three turnovers in a row after you fought so hard, that's where it gets discouraging. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Wiz campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruWiz.com. Jazz fall to the Bulls tonight, 114 to 107. We'll get your play of the game. We'll get some final thoughts on this one coming up next. You're listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. Ronnie Hook blocked it. The final box score is printed. Jake Scott and the coach Tim Lacombe are breaking down how it all happened on the Mark Miller Utah Jazz Postgame Show. Oh, my!
the lefty three fly, no. Olenek, good for the rebound. Four guys in for that rebound. Here's Sexton, open floor, stops at the elbow. Back to Olenek for the three. Good! Kelly Olenek! All right, there's David Locke, our buddy. And your play of the game brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service, sales, and selection. LHMauto.com, driven by you. Jazz fall tonight to the Chicago Bulls, 114 to 107. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. If you are just joining us, the Jazz got 32 points tonight from Lowry Markin in 12 of 18 shooting. He had nine boards to go along with that and an assist. He was 7-11 from three. Kelly Olenek had 23 points, four rebounds, four assists tonight. Colin Sexton was 17, six assists, four rebounds. Jordan Clarkson struggled shooting the ball three of 15, just eight points, but added nine assists and six rebounds. We talked about Jordan, Coach. He continues to round out his game. Malik Beasley had 11 points coming in off the bench, although not the Jazz' strongest bench uh, performance as of late. What did you think about uh, Doak getting nine minutes tonight? Walker Kessler had five. A lot of talk on social media about Doak getting a little bit of a nod over him. Uh, Coach Hardy uh, talked about that a little bit, really appreciated Doak's physicality. And I think that that's what it was. You know, Walker went out. And as a young guy, we've talked about it. He's one of the areas he'll we'll see a ton of improvement in the first couple of years being in the NBA is his body. Um, but in his first run, um, you know, he kind of got pushed around, thrown around a little bit. And I thought, you know, Coach Hardy tried to counter and just kind of when Drummond was in the game, he's going to put a bigger guy uh, that would kind of try to neutralize him. And, you know, I thought that it was actually a pretty good strategy the second go around in the second half, you know, the Jazz lost a little bit. That's kind of where they were um, really struggling to to kind of find any rhythm. So I don't know. I I see the the value in it though, and I, and I know the main reason was just to try to counter Drummond. For the Bulls, they got 26 points from Demar Derozan, nine of 20 shooting, six assists, four rebounds uh, for him. Zach Levine. Added 20 tonight. He had five assists, six boards. He was 7 of 20 from the field, one of six from three. Uh, Vucevic had 16 points, nine boards. He was 8 of 17, shooting 0 of 4 from three. Kobe White had 15 coming in off the bench. He had a really nice game, 6 of 9, shooting 3 of 5 from three. Andre Drummond turning back the clock, 10 points, 10 rebounds. uh, On 5 of 8, shooting in just 14 minutes of play. How about Kobe White? He's a nice young player for this Bulls team. Maybe he's somebody who can add a little bit of depth if they're going to uh, try and make a playoff run. Yeah, he's kind of become a specialist for him. He comes in with that, that second unit. He's um, he shot the ball really, really well tonight. Um, but on the season, um, he's not quite shooting at where he normally does. He's about four points below his career average from three. Um, so I think that's something as you you know as you watch this team, uh, a guy who can create off the bounce, who can, you know, if they play isolation through the nail, one of those guys that can be the recipient of a skip and a shot or be able to play off of a closeout. And so, um, yeah, I like him. I think he's he's coming along. He's developing for sure. All right, Coach, let's get some final thoughts from you on this one before we turn the page to Wednesday night's showdown with the Clippers. It, it's, uh, it's a tough stretch. Uh, the Jazz have really – been right there in all these games and i think that's the positive the the one piece i would say 
uh, to the lay fan out there in reading a lot of responses. You know, people were really excited but mad that the Jazz were winning because they were supposed to tank. Um, now they seem to be mad they're losing. Uh, I would just say, like, I don't think they have to be win the. I don't think they have to win the world championship this year, or be the worst team in the NBA for everything for them to be able to advance what they want to do. Um, I think the first step has been, you know, this point has been phenomenal, and and you see with a guy like Markinen, um, what he is, what he's become, and what he possibly could could be from here. So, um, I, I'm enjoying the process. I know that's a tried and true phrase. But I think it's one that they they got to break through. They got to find a way to win a game, and to do that, you know, they, we've talked ad nauseum about all the things they got to kind of shore up. Well, it's a, you know what I'm I'm with you. I'm genuinely enjoying watching this team play because they they play their backsides off constantly, playing hard. You know, not perfectly per se. Uh, I think this season is going to be about growth. It's going to be about establishing culture. It's going to be about Coach Hardy putting into place what he wants to, uh, this team to be going forward, all these important things that don't necessarily boil down to wins and losses. But with that said, you know, I don't think the Jazz are going to get blown out of hardly any games this year. You know, they weren't blown out tonight. They certainly weren't blown out against Phoenix. I know the the gap was a little wider against Golden State last Friday, but they didn't get blown out of that game either. I mean, they're going to be close in these games because of the way that they play, and they certainly have enough talent. And, specifically offensive capability to to win most any game they play. So I I'm finding this uh this season very enjoyable. Even though, you know, so sometimes coach people go, "Oh, five games in a row. Man, it must be tough doing those shows." I'll tell you what, not not with this team. There's tons to talk about and and a ton of, you know, positive entertaining things to go over every night. I mean, you said it. They had 30 assists tonight. You know, the ball pops, they, they like to play together, and they try to make the right play. Um, acknowledge when they don't, and certainly they'll probably fall short because of what we talked about. They're probably, there is not a closer out there quite yet. Um, you see guys who are really contributing to the cause, make big shots, um, but that is part of it. You know, somebody's got to develop in that role. And I think we'll see that as I the agree. season goes I along. totally agree. Yeah. Uh, all right, we want to say a big thanks to everybody who helped out with the broadcast tonight. Of course, David Locke, Ron Boone, they are terrific. Uh, they do it night in and night out. We appreciate their work. Thanks to the broadcast assistants who helped out tonight. Uh, appreciate their work. Thanks to Jamil Hawkins, who's the executive producer of the entire broadcast. Thanks to Mark Miller Subaru, the title sponsor of the postgame show, the My Subaru Is campaign, real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. And, of course, Coach Lacombe, thank you. Always, always a blast. Oh, we had a blast. Yeah, thanks, man. 114 to 107 is your final. The Jazz fall tonight to the Chicago Bulls. Up next, the Jazz will take on the Clippers at Vivint Arena coming up on Wednesday night. That game will tip off at 7 o'clock. Pre-game begins at 6. You have been listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin, and my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.